incumbent upon all of us as human beings to speak up when witness anything repugnant to your sense of decency experienced by your fellow human being. Because when I suffer, you suffer. If I'm not free, you're not free. If I'm infected, you are infected. If you had any doubt how connected we all are, this pandemic is your answer. Hello, community. This is Voices of Transborder Resistance, a new podcast series created by Detention Resistance. That was Anthony Alexandre, and as he mentioned, he is currently detained in Otay Mesa Detention Center. On this show, you can expect to hear testimonies from people like him and many others who are currently in prison in the San Diego-Tijuana border region. We are a collective that has been doing migrant work with detainees inside the Otay Mesa Detention Center for the last three years. We are a group of community members and activists organizing against inhumane detentions and human rights abuses at the detention center. We are an abolitionist, non-institutional, autonomous collective organizing in accompaniment with migrants and refugees. We want a society that centers freedom and justice instead of profit and punishment. This podcast is a transformative space for movement building alongside invisibilized voices as part of a transporter struggle with the goal of abolishing colonial walls. By exposing the violences, oppression, and exploitation experienced by our community and in out of prisons and detention centers and across nations. With the aim of empowering ourselves and each other to reclaim our right to free movement and life. My name is Imwat. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Ellie and Ella. In the upcoming episodes, we will share testimonies from our friends who are currently inside the detention center and discuss a diverse range of topics. Before we get into that, Ellie will explain how our collective came to be, and Ella will give you a little overview of what we're up to these days. Hey, everyone. We convened together when the 2018 caravans were making their trajectory towards the San Diego-Tijuana border. Pueblos Sin Fronteras, a nonprofit organization, invited the San Diego community to work alongside migrants at the border to meet their humanitarian needs and demands. Pueblos Sin Fronteras accompanied many from the Guatemalan-Mexican southern border to the northern border in San Diego, Mexicali, Calexico. We collectively organized the biggest donation drive that lasted three months from the Centro Cultural de la Raza, a cultural center in Balboa Park. Through that experience, we realized that many of the compas that came from the caravan were detained at the Otay Mesa Detention Center, and some have and still continue to be detained there, even after three years of waiting to present their asylum case in front of a judge. Because we knew and met some of these migrants before they entered the detention center, we realized the lack of support, misinformation, and the civil rights violations happening to them inside. In order to fulfill the needs and support of all of those inside the detention center, we decided we needed to form Detention Resistance as its own standing organization focused on supporting those inside of the detention center. Now moving forward to 2020, we are currently maintaining a hotline seven days a week, documenting the daily abuses happening in the detention center and creating reports. We also provide commissary to over 200 people inside the detention center and we provide post-release support. You can find out more information about our services on detentionresistance.org. Additionally, 
We also collaborate with a few local, statewide, and national networks, which are Free Them All Network, Freedom for Immigrants Coalition, Close the Camps Coalition, and Dignity, Not Detention. With all the recent events of medical negligence within the detention center under COVID-19, there has been ongoing hunger strikes happening inside. Compas demand to be released to be with their families, to be in a more secure, healthy environment under their medical conditions, and to be given the human dignity they deserve by having their basic needs met, such as having soap, medicine, and proper food. We started this podcast because we hear and listen to the daily calls and recordings from our hotline. So much that needs to become visible of the harsh reality of being detained and how hard it is to be separated from one's family. We need to share the daily struggles of those affected and we need to hear it directly from them. Now that you know a little bit about how we came to be, let's spend a little time getting to know our hosts. Ellie, do you want to start us off? Yes, thank you, Imoa. Hello, everyone. My name is Elias Rehan, but I go by Ellie. I was born in San Diego and grew up in the upper middle class area of Tijuana, Mexico. My father, Jafar Serhan, is a Lebanese man who migrated to Mexico over 60 years ago. And my mom, Isabel Espinosa, like me, is a Mexican-American and was born in the U.S. to then grow up in Tijuana. I have recently come back to the border region and have been living in San Diego this time around. As someone local to these borderlands, the tension between different identities surrounding privilege and oppression at the border has always played a great part in confusing me about my origin and belonging. Getting involved with activism to address the violence and the disparity embodied by this barrier has always gone hand in hand with working through my own existential dilemma and consequently has always pulled me back to this area and this volunteer work. Now I'm going to pass this over to our friend Ella. Hey y'all, my name is Ella Napata. I was born in Santa Maria, Bulacan in the Philippines. Me and my parents immigrated to the States when I was a child, and I've been living in San Diego for the past 15 years. Living in a small border town, Imperial Beach, I could see the border in Tijuana from my home. The concept of borders and walls was always strange to me growing up, and not till I was older I figured out that borders are symbols of violence and oppression. I believe that borders shouldn't exist, that human beings should be free, free to travel, free to be themselves, free to be together with their loved ones. For the past couple of years, I've been volunteering with detention resistance, and I really believe in the work we're doing. I'm excited to be part of this podcast and amplify the voices of the compas inside. Back to you, Imoan. Thank you, Ella. Hello, community. I'm Imoan Luna one of your hosts, part of Detention Resistance. I am an activist, community organizer, and part of various organizations and collectives, like the Centro Cultural de la Raza board member, Sexta Grietas and Norte Network, and Hormigas Autonomas Rebeldes Collective. There is no one ideology or identity that can encapsulate or define me. I am a woman of color, indígena, chicana, zapatista, and antifascista. I have been doing this work since the initiation of Detention Resistance, and where we are now to where we were then is a big difference. We have built a collective through much hard work and consensus decision-making based on mutual support with one another and solidarity against all structures of power. I'm originally from Zacatecas, Mexico. My parents are Elia Luna Lopez and Cruz Torres Gonzalez. I was brought to the U.S. undocumented at the age of five years old and did not receive my residency till I was 15. At the age of 17, I became a citizen. 
Much of my family from my mother's side is undocumented and have been living in the shadows for the last three generations. And it's through their struggle and the struggle of those that make the hard decision to leave their place of origin, to come to that Norte, the North, that I feel so committed for the fight and visualization of each migrant, refugee, and human being. To have his story known, heard, because their life means something. Their suffering and sacrifice, sacrificio, was not in vain. And we continue to stand here in honor of those lives lost, crossing the desert, the seas, and the various man-made borders for a better life for survival of one's family, lineage, and history. season, we will discuss the current conditions surrounding COVID-19 inside the Otay Mesa Detention Center. You will hear about the health concerns and medical neglect directly from our compass. We will then present the testimonies of people who witnessed the illness of Carlos Escobar Mejia that led to his tragic death, making him the first person to die from COVID-19 in a detention center in the U.S. After that, we will hear from our compas who have participated in hunger strikes to resist the inhumane treatment they are experiencing at the hands of the state. We will end with another testimony from Anthony Alexandre, who we heard earlier. In this statement, he is discussing why we participated in a massive hunger strike back in April, a topic that we will revisit in episode three. If you want to follow our work, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Detention Resistance. We are volunteers, so your donations go directly towards supporting our compas inside the detention center and those who have been recently released. Visit detentionresistance.org for more information. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Voices of Transborder Resistance. We hope you'll join us next time as we unpack some of the injustices that have been exacerbated by COVID-19 at the hands of the state, CoreCivic, and ICE. One thing I wanted to say, First of all, before I say anything, I'd like everybody to know why I'm risking my life. I'm risking my life because at the end of the day, it's all about my family. I want to see my family. And most of these guys here, they are here risking their life also because they want to be released on bond or parole, humanitarian parole, because I can't allow these people to risk my life the way they are doing the conditions that we are in right now. It's unbelievably bad. So I would rather risk my life so I could gain my freedom because at the end of the day, it's all about my family because I want to be with my family. I don't know if someone is going to die and I won't get a chance to see them. And it is a very, very hard wrenching situation. There's a pandemic out there. This is civil detention. They not, they can't just hold me just to make money. I'm just a number for them. So I'm in a hunger strike because I really want them to make a decision about releasing me because I want to be with my family. <laughs>